Hello and welcome to Pocket Monster Radio. We here at PMR cannot guarantee clean, family-friendly content. So, to all those neat kiddos who have found us, we appreciate the listen. But please check back in when you're older. Hopefully we're still doing this thing. Now, enjoy the show. This is a link to the past cast. I'm Stephen Weber. Joining me is Mark Atkins. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. You're uh, humanizing yourself by throwing a towel over your shoulder. Like, er- go, go on. I was going to say, it's a bit that works great in an audio medium. Um, oh, yeah, totally. Where I have to explain what you did. Uh, yeah, the list. You did a noble job of it. The listener does need to know that immediately before hitting record, I just abruptly ran away to go <laughs> fetch this towel from the bathroom because I thought about this at work today and thought it would be pretty funny. <laughs> it was. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Also, uh, I wish you could see your face as you were recording that intro. It was a thing of beauty. Uh, it was, it was very good. And then also, you mentioned to me, because I do not listen to the show, that my retelling of that scene from Thor was called into question by somebody? Yes. Um, I can't like, remember if it was uh, Kenny or Carl. One of the two of them had, had recently watched it. And they called into question some of, uh, some accuracy of it. Was it them saying about talking about the towel? Like, were they denying that the towel happened? I think so. Only That's some fucking bullshit. I, I'd have to go back and listen. I don't remember. Because everybody thinks it's at the diner scene is what I'm talking about when he smashes the mug, but that's not when it happens. Okay. It's, la- it's later than the diner scene. It's not at the diner scene. All right. All right. That makes sense. I think I thought it was. A- it's at the very end. Right? No, or not towards... at the very end. It's no? more towards the middle. Okay. Is it um, in? It... Is it on Earth or in Asgard? On Earth. Yeah, it's after the diner scene, but it's when he really starts to act like a human being more. Okay. Because at the diner, he's still really weird. It's when he smashes his mug. Right. Um. But yeah, it. I'm gonna be really upset if it doesn't happen, and it's just an implanted memory that I've been rolling with for months. Um, I've never had that happen. I I never thought that I killed a spider with a D twenty and rolled a twenty when it was actually you who did it. That that never happened because you stole my picture and posted it on social media. It, I did, and then through years, no wait, no, no, I didn't, and it did not happen that through years of scrolling through my Facebook and then seeing that picture, my brain associated that directly with me eliminating you as the intermediary. Yep, it was me. Yep. I don't know if you can hear it, but my cats are losing their goddamn minds. Kind of hear it. It'll, it'll be fine, though. Yeah, they were... They're fighting. They love each other, though. <laughs> All right. But we are 
due to some scheduling conflicts, it is just the two of us. And if by scheduling conflicts you mean Kenny's bad computer. Yeah, Kenny's laptop sucks, so he gave up recording last night and he couldn't do today. Um, and so you and I decided to throw the baby out with the bathwater and just uh, do a Link to the Past cast. The uh, thing that has been discussed for well over a year at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely well over a year. Because yeah. I, I do think it's safe to say that both of us much prefer Zelda games <laughs> over Pokemon. Yeah, it's it's just that there's less of the community aspect and, uh, you know. But hands down a superior franchise. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Much more consistent uh, entries into it. Um, I mean, really, the only truly bad one, in my opinion, is Skyward Sword. Uh, a game that I liked. Yeah, I, 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 I shouldn't say that the Pokemon games are inconsistent, uh, but they are trending um, downward. Trending downward, and yeah. Whereas the Zelda games are trending upward, and even though I think that Skyward Sword is a horrible misstep in which is mechanics, the with just Sky in the name, that's the furthest trend upward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I think it's a misstep in mechanics, but like in terms of storyline and the overall uh lore of the universe, I mean like it's fucking amazing. Um yeah. I can't remember the the guy they brought on. Um he was involved with the Capcom games. Um and they brought him on as I think the director of Skyward Sword. Um, I don't know any of that shit. And like he's basically the reason that like the extremely deep lore ended up in the game. It was it's it's pretty much just him coming up with that shit. Um Yeah, cuz that it, that version of Hyrule was really fun. The yeah. um I spent a lot of time just like flying around on the bird and there was all those little islands to explore and just the concept of like flying around and dropping down onto like kind of a desolate Hyrule. I yeah. I really thought the game was fun. I haven't and even I didn't, gotten that far, honestly. So you didn't play it when it came out? I did not. I, I didn't have a Wii. I didn't even have access to a Wii until like about a year ago or two years ago, I guess, when my girlfriend brought hers down from her, her parents' house. And then I tried to play, and I just find the motion controls so infuriating, and the levels kind of so small. Yeah, that I, I just gave up. I couldn't do it. See, I've never replayed it. The only time I played that game, and I played it through, was I bought it the day of launch, and at the time I thought the motion controls were fucking awesome because they. Probably didn't age well, but a decade ago, that was crazy fucking technology to like be able to play through a full game and actually control your motions and shit. Right. And, and like, it is cool. It's just that I really want more accurate. Like I, I'm not satisfied with it. And in particular, because every time I go to swing, I pull back and then go forward. Yeah. 
and that register it it fucks it up. It it doesn't know that like I'm going from center to away from center to go back to center and through it. And like I just I'm constantly swinging when I don't want to and in directions that I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, um, I will say, I think ult- mainly because I preferred the game generally, but I really loved the motion controls for Twilight Princess because it was just a flick of the wrist. Like it was yeah, very simple fine. motions, yeah. but it felt immersive at the time, at least. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At this point, I probably would rather play it through on GameCube if I'm going to play that game again. Yeah. But. Um, I really, there's been a lot of, I mean, of course, there are always rumors about everything in the Zelda fan base, but um, slightly more credible rumors um, of... Skyward Sword on Switch. Um, I think there was some like Australian game website that had a listing up for like a couple hours of it or or some bullshit thing like that, yeah. which doesn't mean anything necessary. But um, I would love one, but I don't want just a port. I want a complete remake. Yeah, well, and that's not they're not going to do that. I'm honestly at the point where I just want a port as far as switch Zelda goes. I just really want a port of the HD wind waker and twilight princess. Yeah, that would versions. be, that would be great. Like I would, cause I genuinely, the, the, the Wii U did so poorly that I didn't even know that they remastered twilight princess. Like yeah. till a couple months ago, probably. Yeah, and I mean, I I have a Wii U. I bought one and have yet to play anything on it. Um, Did you get Nintendo Land? Yeah, I've got Nintendo Land, so I've got the important game. It's fucking great. Like it's, yeah, it's so good. The Mario Chase is one of the most entertaining party games I've ever played in my entire life, and it that mo that one mini game in and of itself is pretty endlessly playable. How much of it is playable by yourself, though? <laughs> Um, the Zelda shooting gallery one is, fuck, I can't even think. I mean, we basically just played the Animal Crossing one, the Luigi's Mansion one, and Mario Chase over and over and over again. Yeah, and they're like, they're some of the best multiplayer games that I've ever played. And like, that's why I want my fucking, my DS duo, my Switch duo, so we can get back to some asymmetrical multiplayer because it really is fun, and it's oh, I love, it's nowhere. I love it's nowhere besides the Nintendo, uh, the the Wii U. Yeah, asymmetrical um, multiplayer is fucking great. Um, yeah, I mean that was I never had a Wii U, but I had one friend because it came out my freshman year of college, and one of my friends down the hall in my dorm had one, and that was like my typical Friday routine was finish my last class get just absolutely fucking ripped and then just play Mario chase for six or seven straight hours. So you, you've played a lot more than me. Cause I've only ever played Wii U uh, or Nintendo land with who had a Wii U. Was it Carl? It was Carl. Okay. But I think like every time I've played Wii U other than the few times that I've actually turned mine on, you have been there. Yeah. Um, so my experience with it is much smaller than yours. I do have Hyrule Warriors for the Wii U. 
Um, and at some point, I'll play that. I've, I've was, played it once with... Is uh, that the, the Dynasty Warriors Yeah, it's the Dynasty clone. Warriors clone. Yeah. They did... They've done a lot of weird... What the fuck are you... Stop! <laughs> the cat was trying to knock something off the table. Um, they've done a lot of weird... I'm trying to think what it was. Wasn't there... Did they make a sequel to that game? Or was there something weird for the Switch that's based in Hyrule? They made Hyrule Warriors too. They made Hyrule Warriors too. Yeah. I'm thinking of something different. For some reason I have I think they I, I don't fucking know. And then on the Switch they had that like Lynx crossbow training game. Right, yeah. I don't now, know. They did some weird shit. They released an enhanced port. It was not a sequel. My bad. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, so I don't know, to like I don't even know where to start with doing a podcast about Zelda. Like, um, where, how, like, how did you get into the games? How long have you been playing them? I have, I mean, like, as long as I have been forming mem. Well, no. So the first one I got was, um, Majora's Mask. Gotcha. So when did that come out? Because I got it for that Christmas. Two thousand one. Um. I think it was later. It was April 27, 2000. So I believe I got awesome. it for Christmas at the end of 2000. Gotcha. Um, if, unless I got it halfway through the year. I, I, I don't recall, but I think it was Christmas. God, that's um, a motherfucker of a Zelda game to start on. Yeah, and it was the only one I had for a very long time. Um, and so I, you know, it's it's a pain in the ass it's stressful it's horribly depressing yeah in terms of its characters and um so it was the only one i had until i got i think the ds games what was the first Um, phantom hourglass I'm trying uh yeah phantom hourglass is the first ds game i'm trying to remember spirit tracks um, I think in, in high school is when I got, um, oh man, I'm, I specifically remember in high school, you buying the Oracle games. Yeah, that happened. And, and I, I, you had to have had Ocarina of Time before then, right? I can't remember when I bought Ocarina of Time. I think it was like junior, senior year of high school. So did you um, not? You didn't have a GameCube. I did not have a GameCube. No. Gotcha. Um, and I didn't get a Game Two Game GameCube until freshman year of college, and that's when I basically bought all of the um, Zelda games in their entirety, except for Skyward Sword because I didn't have a Wii. Um, so I I so, bought and you. You had Twilight Princess for GameCube then? Yeah. I bought Twilight Princess GameCube. Um, I got Link's Awakening, the original, and DX, um, the Oracle games. Um, Minish Cap. Minish Cap, which is like, that's that might be... It's, it's way high up on my list of Zelda oh, games. That's fucking great. Because it's just so fun. Yeah. Like it's not the hardest. 
The combat's pretty damn easy. The puzzles aren't super challenging, but like, it's such a joy. And like, well, I think, what I else think, the fuck do you need? I think it's one of the most straightforward distillations of what the N64 on Zelda games are of just like mm-hmm. an interesting hook, like some cool mechanic that's different than the other games, but with the like old school dungeon crawling and everything like it, it yeah. really does feel like a modern version of maybe not, um, maybe not the original NES Zelda, but at least of a link to the past, yeah. but with like a cool ass fucking extra mechanic to it. Yeah, and the minish are great. They're fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's a super, super underrated game. I don't know if it's critically underrated, but I feel like people don't talk about that one. Yeah, people skim it over. Um, So if they're going to talk about handheld, they're usually talking about the oracles. Yeah, which are... um, I I haven't gotten very far in either of them. I suffer from uh, starting Zelda games and then not getting very far before I'd stop playing them. Despite yeah. like I fucking love the lore of Zelda games, and I I I'm much better at actually playing the 3D games than the 2D games. Um, but man, am I bad at following through and on actually beating them? You um, bad at something to do with video games? Hey, motherfucker! I find that very hard to believe. <laughs> um. So did you ever beat Majora's Mask as a kid, or was it just something a, you just kind of no, ran around? I in? I never beat Majora's Mask as a kid. Yeah, I don't think I've beaten it as an adult. That game frustrates the living. If, Got if it. It's frustrating. Um, I can't remember how far I got. I think I did beat. I think I did beat Twin Mold as a kid. And then just never beat Majora? No, that doesn't make any sense. If you made it that far, you'd... Yeah, if, if I beat... Twi- uh, so I, I think I've, I got to Stone Tumble Tower and then just never beat Stone Temple Tower because this, this is a pretty hard dungeon. Yeah, I um, like... I have one friend in particular who... I doubt he listens to the show, but Sam Fidel, if you're listening... Um, probably shouldn't have said his last name sam if you're listening um you can leave it in there Uh, (laughs) but he he cites majora's mask as his favorite zelda game of all time and he's a huge fan of the series and it doesn't seem to be too unpopular of an opinion i do not fucking get it i think it is the i think it is the well now second best one because um um, Breath, of, Breath the Wild. of the Wild. It definitely beats it out. Which fuck? We um, made it like well over twenty minutes, I think, without even mentioning Breath of the Wild. Right. Hey, that means we fucking know our shit. That um, means we got to do a second episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But I don't think it is my favorite anymore. Because uh, Majora's was your favorite for a while. Well, just because I didn't really have anything else. Yeah. Or like it 
it was the one that I played for so long, and it was the only one that I had for so long, and and so it it was really special to me. Yeah. Um, but I I do think that for what it is. Like the the characters, the interweaving plot of them, the the statements on like life and morality that yeah. the day cycle was able to give it. Like the I don't. Uh, how familiar are you with? Um, shoot, now I'm look like a bad fan because I can't remember the name of the side quest. The side quest where you um you match up the the purse the girl that was turned in no guy that was turned into a kid by Majura with his wife. No, I don't know it. Um so it's it's the longest um side quest. Um do you remember the kid with the fox mask that like goes and gets his mail? Yeah. In the 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 portion of clock town with the water. Yes. So it's it's that kid. That kid was turned was an adult and ran into Skull Kid um and was turned into a kid um like just but a little bit before Link winds up in in Clocktown. Um and you work with his fiance, I think. I don't I can't remember if they're actually married. Doesn't really matter. Um and it takes like almost no, it does take the whole three day cycle to do the side quest. Like you have to commit a whole cycle to it. Oh, shit. Um and you go do a number of different things, and you actually take control of the the girlfriend or whatever for small periods of time. And it's like it's, it's the only other character that you get to play as in the whole game. Oh, it's very that's really brief, interesting. Very brief thing. It's it's like a a parallel puzzle thing where like Link goes and does this one thing, and then she goes and does this one thing, and um, at the very end of it. They meet up and they kiss as the moon destroys the city. Whoa. It's, yeah, it's fucked up. Um, and that it, yeah, it's, it's great. And like no other game can have that because no other game can have characters. The repeated doom of. Yeah. And like, I mean, I guess they could have a character just like straight up die. Yeah, but like, it's I don't know. It just it just feels very unique to that game. I think you've sold me on giving it another crack because um, I've never made it far into that game at all. I, however, I will say that game m- makes my anxiety level fucking skyrocket. That's what I don't like anything with a time limit like that. Yeah, um, it really. If, if you gets get the 3ds one. The uh, time mechanic was made a little bit easier to work with. Gotcha. Um, but I have not played with it. I just, from what I hear, it's easier to work with. You can skip to specific hours. Um, I don't think you can 
make it go even slower. But the song of halftime does help out quite a bit. Yeah. But um but like because it makes my anxiety so high, I don't I don't pick it up. So Yeah, I need to give it another shot. We'll see. I just have so much shit that I want to play. That's ultimately what it comes down to is they are time commitments. Yes. And I've kind of reached the point where I have my little comfort zone of Zelda games that I just will play over and over again instead of like going through the effort to try to figure out a new mechanic and dive into it. Even though I, I don't know. But I think right now I would say, I mean, my favorite is Breath of the Wild. There's really no. I I put the most time into it. I think it's the best world. Um, I think the storytelling is better in Majora's Mask, but that specific kind of storytelling was not what they were even going for in Breath of the Wild. And if they did try to put it in, I think it would take away from what Breath of the Wild is. Well, I think the almost complete lack of storytelling in Breath of the Wild is what makes that game so fucking good. Yeah, absolutely. Not even, not lack of, the disjointed nature, like... Yep, yep. Because all the other ones, it's the sense of going through that narrative in a certain order and growing and building where Breath of the Wild is just kind of experiencing things as you go along. Because I don't think there's ever been a video game better than Breath of the Wild in regards to being able to just pick up your controller. I haven't played for months and to just hop in and just exist in that world for a couple hours. Yeah. Like you can just be like, Oh, I'm going to go get some, uh, like hightail lizards. Yeah. All right. I just spent a half hour getting hightail lizards. I didn't really do anything of substance, but I had a goal that I set out for myself and what I just did, like, will kind of be useful later because I can use Hightail Lizards for stuff. Yeah, like, my 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 biggest move in that game is just, like, wherever I'm at, if I'm not trying to do, like, a specific task, is just look around, see the highest point, be like, I wonder if I can climb that shit. Yeah. Try and climb that shit, look around, be like, oh, what's that shit over there? And then just hang glide. Yep. Like, yep. I will spend, I've been known to spend four or five hours of an evening just climbing mountains and hang gliding off of them. Cause you can spend like an hour to get like, if you're far enough away from a mountain to like travel there and then get up it, like it can be oh, yeah. Yeah. a time consuming thing. Yeah. I, at this point I have enough um, teleport stuff that it's really not that bad for me to get to any particular location. Right. But yeah, I mean, I still do that. I still go look for for. I've got. Do you? You don't have the DLC, right? No, I never got no. it. No, uh, because it's got the hero's path, which shows you where you've been. So generally, what I do when I jump in after a while is I just I pull up the map, turn on the hero's path, so I see where I've been, and I just look for any uh, mountaintop that I haven't been yeah. to, and then it's just like, all right, I'm gonna go there. Yeah. And just just to see if there's a a little um, Korok there. Yeah, just like 
as somebody who's played the Zelda games for a long time, it's such a departure from what I loved as a kid, but still honestly maybe works better for me now as an adult. Like it's yeah, absolutely a wonderful game to age into, but I also think it would be just as exciting for a seven or eight year old kid to pick that game up as their first Zelda game. Yeah. And I, I do, I think I've said it on the podcast before. I think this is what Zelda should have been. Yeah. Zelda wound up making itself into a genre. And while I do enjoy that genre, it is too narrow. And I think you can even take those, the games that fit into that genre and like implant them into the Breath of the Wild world. Yeah. And like, and, and maybe they'll do it with the sequel where, you know, most of the world is, you know, kind of the same, but like people have started inhabiting it again. But they put big major temples that aren't quite as freaking easy as the the sacred beasts or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I when you say that though, I, I get what you mean by it, but I just love the genre so much. Like my favorite Zelda game is a late stage one that's already getting into when it's super super genre which one twilight princess yeah and twilight princess is great it's there's nothing wrong with the genre and i definitely don't want the genre zelda video games to go away that would actually make me sad to never end up with another twilight princess game where like Stuff is like a little narrower. It's not open world because open world is not the end all be all of video games. Um, but there, I think Twilight Princess had a really good balance though because the areas were pretty fucking large. Like yeah. Hyrule Field was massive in that game, at least by yeah, my recollection from the last time I played. Emulating is hard in it because it's so big that they did some stuff that emulators don't like. Yeah, because like I would spend a lot of time just going into wolf mode and just looking around with the eye thing to like find the different bugs and shit. And like I could spend a long time just sitting. I mean, similar to what I do in Breath of the Wild, where you can just run around in Hyrule Field, be like, oh, what's that weird shit over there? And like any weird shit you see in that game, you can get to it like there's a way there once you have the tools for it and just finding like. Oh, there was that weird the spinning wheel tool that could like yeah. pop into the tracks on the wall. Like there were just really interesting gadgets in that game while still feeling like uh I don't know, it felt like a retelling of Ocarina of Time almost to me. I mean that's what it was. Yeah. Cause and- I mean it's that it's that same Hyrule, it's the same like you do three temples, then you get a big change, and then you do a bunch more. Yeah. And that's also like kind of the part of the reason why it ended up running itself into a genre, creating its own rut. Um, not that I hate the rut, but like there was the original one, and then they made the second one, nobody 
really liked it. They changed it too much. Then A Link to the Past was sort of a remake of the first one. Sort of. You you know, actually playable? Yeah, actually playable. Fuck the first one. Fuck anybody who likes it. It's a piece of garbage. It's a bad game. (laughs) It's fucking awful. The mechanics are really good. The fighting mechanics stuff, but when it just reaches the shit where it's like, you need to place a bomb at the fourth tree in this weird little sector to open up a path to get to a fucking temple that you need to get an item is just. Yeah. And I don't, maybe I should give it another shot for the mechanic wise. I don't really like playing with it. Mechanic wise. I I mean, I don't like, I don't like original Nintendo games, which I do. I think they're too primitive. Super Mario three is one of my favorite games of all time, but that's like a high point of the system. Obviously. Yeah. Um, I found the original Zelda to be incredibly fucking tedious and I was playing it with a walkthrough. Yeah. Like I just wanted to see what it was like and even like following the instructions of a walkthrough telling me what to do. I still felt like I couldn't figure out what the fuck I was supposed to do. Were you playing on original cartridge? No, No. this was um, virtual console on the 3DS. So it's a perfect emulation of the game. Yeah, yeah. I've got it on original cartridge, but I have no intent on ever playing it. So yeah, I had one at one point. I think you might have been with me when I bought an NES, and then it just didn't work. I bought. I bought. I I don't recall, but I bought three NESs from buybacks, and not a single one of them worked. And I finally (laughs) just fucking gave up. Cause I, I had an NES in the house as a child. Like I have very fond memories of the NES. Mostly, I just wanted it for um, Super Mario, all the Mario games for it. And Duck Hunt. I don't give a shit about Duck Hunt. Fuck you. It's fine. Um, I really wanted it for Punch Out. That's one of my favorite games of all time. Okay. I fucking love that game. I don't know if you've ever played it. It's so good. Super Punch-Out is great, but the original Punch-Out is a damn near perfect game. Um, I want to get back to Zelda. All right. Can I talk about my history? <laughs> well, I just want to make one brief statement. Okay. Um, you've got original Zelda. A Link to the Past is sort of a remake of the original oh, I Zelda. I derailed that. <laughs> um, the, the, the background stories are very similar. Yeah. Then you have... Ocarina of Time, which is a remake of A Link to the Past, but in 3D. Then you have Twilight Princess, which is a remake of Ocarina of Time. Like they're they're all so very close to each other in plot and in structure and stuff that they're essentially just remakes. The other ones were ventures out that they like fans probably, you know, like uh Wind Waker is almost universally loved now, but like the fans fucking hated it when it came out for some reason. Yep. Cause they're fucking idiots. Like and that game fucking um, rules. Yeah, that game great. is awesome. Beautiful. I mean, it, it has some fundamental flaws in like structure of the story. Um, yeah. It as, or like the, the tasks that you're given, not, not the story itself, but like, other than that, it's it's great. Yeah. Um, anyway, your history. Thank you for asking. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, 
Yeah, so I had Ocarina of Time in the house as like, because what year did Ocarina of Time come out? Was that like 97? Uh, 1999. Majora's Mask came right after it. Ocarina of Time was that late into the N64? Uh, I don't know November okay. 21st. Yeah, so that would have come out when I was five. Um, but my older brother Joe had it in the house, and I have really vivid memories of watching him play it and being mystified by it and creating a save file and truly having no idea what the fuck I was supposed to do. And then just like never playing it again. So I get so frustrated. Like, I don't think I ever even, I remember getting into the Deku tree and just like, couldn't figure out. Yeah. No <laughs> idea what to do. Cause there, you reach the point where you have to like light the fire with a stick and burn through the webs or whatever. And I tr- truly no idea yeah. what the fuck I was supposed to do. Never had Majora's Mask as a kid. I rented Wind Waker, but didn't own it. And I remember really liking it, but just I've never liked stealth games. And I remember getting really hung up in the beginning pirate ship or on the fortress when you have to hide in the barrel and get around. Yeah, And yeah. I didn't fucking have the patience to to do it. Um, and then suddenly out of nowhere, I guess I just had friends that really liked the Zelda games and had nostalgia for it, but I played the master quest on GameCube, borrowed that. And that was fucking great. That was when it really started to set in. And then when they announced twilight princess in the Wii, that was like at the height of, I subscribed to Nintendo power and game informer. And like the Wii was the first system release that I gave a shit about. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I had the money, and my parents wouldn't let me go to a midnight release because we were on vacation. And the fucking dipshit at the Walmart that we were at was like, "No, like video game systems never sell out. It'll be fine. You can just roll in the morning and get it." And nope. then, like <laughs> two month, two two months went by after that before I could actually get my hands on one. Um, but I got Twilight Princess and. I don't think a game has affected me as profoundly as the way that Twilight Princess hit for me at that age. Cause I would have been like 12 or 13 when that game came out Mm -hmm. and God, I just, there's so many moments of that game in particular that are really forever burnt into my mind. Um, Specifically the Yeti part where you're going into the ice temple and you have to like race them down the hill. Yeah. Yeah. And that whole I think that that temple is the best temple of any like, Zelda. You're game like ever. snowboarding at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're snor- snowboarding down and then that ice temple Schneeberbing. But like that <laughs> ice temple I think is I maybe think the high point of the series for I me. I think that's exactly where I am right now. I God, that temple is a motherfucker but the puzzles are so satisfying. It's just, I mean, I've talked about it on this show that I just love a ice puzzle where you're sliding around and have to <laughs> yes, get from point have. to point. Like that's my, that's the high point of the Pokemon <laughs> series for me is that game. It's such an obligatory puzzle for any puzzle based game. I fucking love that puzzle. <laughs> I love it so much. 
And they did that in X and Y, and they did a good execution of it with the 3D. Yeah, yeah. As well. But this isn't a Pokemon podcast. This is a Zelda yeah, podcast. No, fuck Pokemon. Yeah. No, no, um, not fuck Pokemon. It's great. Eh, take it or leave it. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I got Skyward Sword. And it's so funny to think because it feels like so much time went by, and it did between when I got Skyward Sword and when I got Breath of the Wild. But oh, like, yeah. They. Well, they I didn't I didn't miss anything. Yeah, they knew they fucked up with Skyward Sword. Yeah. They were like, I mean, everybody was like this game feels claustrophobic. Uh Fee while we like her character design, the implementation of her in the game is fucking awful and annoying and borderline insulting to players. And I don't rem- I don't remember what she did. She just constantly tells you what to do. Just like constantly tells you what to do. It's just it's, like Navi. Uh, far worse. Far worse. It it's it's not even like telling you what to do on a level to like it is it's beyond the point where it still makes the game feel enjoyable because you feel like you're making any thoughts at all. It, yeah. She tells you exactly what just happened and then exactly what you need to do. And then when you do that thing, she tells you what happened and what you need to do. And it's 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 very irritating. Yeah. Um, but really, it's not my biggest problem. My biggest problem is the mechanic and the fact that some of the levels are just really claustrophobic feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's funny that they would fuck that guide up again. Like after all of the lasting backlash with Navi and I thought Midno is Midno's I thought Midno Midna's really good. Like yeah. you can ask her for help, but you don't have to. She's very important. Super I mean she's Yeah, she's she's the Twilight Princess. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's so incredibly important to the narrative and I really like that she was built into the game as your helper, but is ultimately like a super important piece of the puzzle for what makes that game work. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And they did that same thing with Fee, where she's the Master Sword. Yeah. But then she, they just like fucked up the dialogue, basically. It's, it yeah. has nothing to do with her. her. It's just the dialogue that they gave her. Because um, I, I mean, her theme is my, my favorite theme of all of uh skyward sword is any any issues with skyward sword as a game which i remember liking it i haven't played it in forever but that soundtrack was so fucking good it's it's fantastic when you're playing yeah but when you sit down and listen to it it is like an illustration of the problem of the game where every single track is like a minute and 30 seconds long and then there are like seven different versions of that track in a row right. with like this instrument dropped and that instrument added because yeah. like there were just so many like I I haven't played long enough, but my assumption is that like there are just so many times that the game stops <laughs> that like the next version that had like one more instrument in it is the thing that happens after the first stop. And then there's another stop and then it changes for one instrument different. And like, 
it's it's like a it feels like a stop and start and then you switch to breath of the wild where like the town songs are like what how how long are they oh i don't like i haven't listened to the soundtrack minutes? on its own they're oh my god it's it's so amazing yeah i mean i think my fondness towards that soundtrack is because i bought because i think skyward sword was when they well they had the wii sports resort but that was around when they were introducing those motion plus controls for the wii yeah because you had to have the extra adapter for a regular controller um so i bought i dropped like 80 bucks on the skyward sword collector's edition and it came with it's fucking sweet. I have it somewhere still. It's a Wiimote, a gold Wiimote with the Triforce on it that had the motion control built in. Um, and it also came with that anniversary concert soundtrack where it had the regular soundtrack. Oh, I love the anniversary concert. Yeah. So I had that disc and that was something I went to bed to every night for like a year when I got that game. I uh, Where is my... Link to the or uh, Breath of the Wild soundtrack is not on my Plex server. I must. Oh, here we go. Never mind. Um, sorry, I did a bad job. Uh, oh no, you're fine. Like the Kakariko Village song is six minutes and thirty-seven seconds long. Um, Hitano Village is five minutes and forty-nine seconds long. Um, and like it, it just shows that like they expect you to kind of like stand around yeah, and just like enjoy stuff. Just drink it in. Yeah. And so they give you these long ass tracks where, so it doesn't feel like the world is on repeat and uh, it's, it's just so great. Also fun fact. I don't know why this has become a. A drug admittance episode for me, but um, through most of high school, my um, Skyward Sword collector box was where I would keep my weed and paraphernalia. Uh-huh. Um, because I always thought like Skyward Sword was a funny name for like a pipe <laughs> for smoking. Because you just get so high, you go up to the sky. And when my parents converted my childhood bedroom to a second home office. I went there and cleaned it out and found some weed crumbs inside that box. <laughs> I still have that box somewhere. Um, I don't have a working Wii anymore, but I still have that game. I don't know. I Obviously, we do a Pokemon podcast. Like Nintendo is really important to everybody in this group generally. Yeah, but like, absolutely. Zelda for the longest time at this point now I think Mario is my favorite Nintendo franchise I'm a Mario is my shit but like I feel like I loved Mario as a kid Pokemon when I got a little bit older Zelda during like my teenage years and young adulthood and then it just kind of cyclically came around again it's like nah man fucking Mario like but like Zelda was so important to me loving video games like in video games is a higher art form rather than just a time killer. Yeah. In like for, for a while it was like the only video game franchise that I really cared about. Yeah. Cause as you love to point out, I'm not terribly great at video games. You try your best. Um, 
Though I will say, if you're playing Capture the Flag in Halo, you want me on that fucking flag run. Doesn't matter if I'm in the passenger seat of the Warthog or driving, I will fucking get it done. <laughs> you don't want me sniping. I'm fucking shit at aiming. Oh, I'm really bad at sniping. But I will get you that fucking flag. I, I feel like Halo, to go down this detour, just because it, it fits in with what you're saying, um, that is a game where I would always try to adjust my play style because everybody's like, no, if you're good, man, you're just like headshotting with pistols and like using battle rifles and shit. Uh-huh. And as I got older, where it's like, no, just give me a fucking shotgun and an assault rifle and let me just pray See, and spray. I fucking... Well, if you... Like, you can't play online Halo and use the assault rifle. Yeah. You you will just get headshot by people with battle rifles. Except for if you're playing Halo 1. But other than that. God, I miss online Halo. Get Master Chief Collection. Get me a better computer or a next-gen system. I have been thinking about getting... The part that sucks is I want a PlayStation 4 so bad, but like... Yeah, it's going to be expensive. They still have not said the price. I heard rumors of like 800 fucking dollars. Uh, I can't remember what the last... I think 700. I think 600 it's... without the optical drive and 700 with the optical drive. That's fucking absurd. You're talking about the PlayStation 5. I specifically was talking about the PlayStation 4. Oh, shit. Sorry. No, you're fine. Because yeah. I know... I mean, I, I got a Switch less than a year ago. Yeah. Like, I'm still... I don't know. I want a, I want a PlayStation 4, but my price is $180 for when I'll buy it. So yeah. that's still a couple of years away. Yeah. At this point, I just need to get my hands on a Wii again. Because I, I, I'd really like to play Skyward Sword again. I had I mean, really, really just, fond feelings like toward if it. You, if you really want a Wii, get a Wii U. It, it's a full Wii and then also a Wii U. Yeah. That's true. But I don't know. And we didn't even... God, we barely... We talked about Minish Cap. The handheld games were really good. Those DS games were super fucking fun. Didn't even mention Link's Awakening yet. Jesus Christ. It's so fucking beautiful. Yeah, I... It's an insane thing with Nintendo of you see it with Mario as well of growing the franchise in a very modern way, but still being able to do the 2D type stuff with mechanics that feel exactly the same as the originals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's insane what they did with Link's Awakening. I still haven't gotten to play that game. It feels like you are playing a Game Boy Color game with more with just more buttons and yeah. like there's there's and maybe stuff is like smoother I, I, I didn't like compare them one to one but it definitely does not feel like a game that was made and released in shit was it 2019 it was released or 2020 I think it was 2020 no it was 2019 um, it does not feel holiday, like it, was that a holiday season game? I know it was released when I was at a wedding of Becky's uh, friend, so um, it would not have been this year. 
2018. Um, that was before I had a Switch, so that all blends together. Yeah, but it it does not feel like a game that came out in 2019. It feels like a game that was released for the Game Boy. Like, I mean, that sounds about right because it is a remake of a game that was released for the Game Boy. Right, but they didn't. They didn't like say, "Hey, this like open world game that's like the most 2017 of 2017 games." Right, is like what we should aim for everything to be. Right, they didn't even like say hey like games that are like this you know the spiritual successors of these this game and like the indie world are this way they were just like we're remaking this game it's going to feel exactly the same but it's going to be more convenient because you have more buttons so you will never play the old game because and that, that art style, just right. from watching videos of that game, that art is gorgeous. Yes. Oh, it's so beautiful. Though sometimes the system can't handle it and it gets a little gets a little choppy. But gotcha. Um but my god, is it beautiful. It it looks like you're looking at little little action figures playing. Yeah. It's it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's just such a testament that they can do that mechanic. It would be really fun. Well, I was going to say it'd be really fun if they did that, but they did it, and it was fucking great. The Link Between Worlds for 3DS. Yes. And like, how the fuck do we a, not even talk about that game? An, an awesome, awesome, and it's also a remake. That's another one. Well, it's not really. It's a it, it's, it's a It's, a it's the same map. With the same, the same map. Same exact map. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is another one where I started, I got a good way through, and then I stopped playing for no reason at all. Yeah. I just like. I did, I did the same thing with I that game. set it down one day, and then I forgot to ever pick it back up yeah um, i did that with length of the past as well yeah um we're very similar in that <laughs> i just get distracted by other shit yeah i had a conversation with somebody about that this weekend of just like talking about like yeah i like started this book and didn't finish it and they're like oh you didn't like it I was like no i fucking loved it i thought it was great <laughs> like i don't know i just why I set it down over there and then i forgot that it was over there and not over I, there like i usually set it down <laughs> It's so funny because, like, I'm a very habitual person, but if I don't do something for a day, like, it's... Oh, yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm... The book that I was reading this weekend that led to that conversation, haven't read it since I've been back in town. <laughs> I think about it every night, and then I go to bed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, w- I will finish. <sighs> Just, like, as I've gotten older, I've been like, you know what? If it takes me three more years to finish A Link Between Worlds, that's fine. Yeah. It, There's no urgency. It's There's fine. Because no, I had this conversation with somebody recently, which I, th- I think is the exact same word, phrasing, and tone I used to start my last statement. <laughs> um, but I was talking about a movie that I was like, I need to see it. And she was just like, you don't need to fucking see anything. Like... Yeah. Do what the fuck you want to do. Like, don't feel obliged to consume some media, pe- some piece of media because other people said it was good. Those Zelda games, I just want to do it. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I really, I really want to do it, and it's super high on my list. I just get, I get so sidetracked by tinkering that that's mainly my issue. Yeah. All right. In lieu of a game, I think we are going to give our top five Zelda games. Does yeah. that sound good? 
That sounds Alrighty. good to me. Uh, how about you lead? All right. So I'll start with my number five, and then you can go with your number five. Number five. Didn't steal that from another podcast. Hey, um, he's, he stole that from some random website he downloaded the uh, audio from. It's American Top 40. <laughs> um, <laughs> quick, quick sidebar. You know uh, Casey Kasem, um, voice of Shaggy in the original Scooby-Doo, and the DJ of American Top 40 for a very long time? Uh, not really, but okay. There's a, a whole collection of outtakes from him on there, which is all I can think of. My... My parents listen to American Top 40 every week when I'm home Uh on the way to church. And anytime this this bit kills with anybody over the age of 50, they think it's so funny anytime I do it. But anytime American Top 40 comes up, I just always want to say, case to case, it's like, are you kidding me with this bullshit? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Cut cut that out. I don't know who it is, so it didn't work on me. (laughs) Are, Are you shitting me? Are you kidding me with this bullshit? Is that does that sound like his voice? Yeah, it's it's decent. <laughs> but it doesn't sound f- like Shaggy, which is the only point of reference that I have. My number five is Minish Cap. <laughs> <laughs> and why is it number five for you? I think so to to force my hand a bit, um everything else after that one is all console. Um, yeah. but I think it's the high point of the handheld games for me. Just well, are you counting the DS games as console? No, they're not in there. Oh, me. you mean the rest of your list? The re- the rest Sorry. of my list Sorry. is yeah. Right. The rest of my okay. list is proper console games. Okay. Um, I think Minish Cap was the high point of the handheld in particular. Um, just a very fun. It came out at the right age for me, a great entry level game where I could understand the mechanic. I could get immersed in it um, and still has great replay value. Like, it's just a, it's a good fucking game. Understood. Yeah. Ten four good, Benny. Yeah. My number five is Link's Awakening. Um, the remake. Yeah, I'm going to say the remake even like, I mean, it's so close to the Game Boy version that. It get it tags along but the i mean like it is as far as i am concerned it is only improvements to the game boy version so it is an it obsoleted the game boy version yeah uh, so it's a switch um and honestly i kind of thought that i would have put it higher i made this list a while ago when kenny was asking um sort of I think he asked for like my top three, so I put together my ranking of the entire franchise. <laughs> um, because of course I did. Um, Doesn't sound like you at all. No. Well, I had to do that to find my top three. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, fair. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I I just talked about this game, so it uh, the art style is fucking fantastic. The music is absolutely fantastic. Unfortunately, they did not release it on CD. Um, and so I have a pirated version, and um, it has, in the in the main town's track, there's, like, this really irritating, like, um, 
like just like weird weird spike noise. I don't I don't know what the fuck is to it. Call is it. it like the the anti piracy noise? No, I think it's just an error in their uh their copying or something. It's gotcha. very weird. Um, it's sort of like a click, kind of, but it feels like sharper. And it hurts it's a more, little bit. It's like more of a like more of a bedtime story or a Mr. Deeds than a click. Um you'll have to explain that one to me. It's gonna kill with the audience like all of my jokes that I have to explain. We could just leave it. Adam Sandler made the movie. Adam Sandler made the movie Click, Bedtime Story, Mr. Deeds were other movies that Adam Sandler made around that same time. Oh, okay. so I said it's it's more of those movies than a Click. All right. All right. It was a good. It was funny. I f- I forget about Click because it's such a fucking awful movie. Yeah, um, one of my. I think if I ever re-listen to the show, the only purpose for it is gonna be to get a count of the number of times that I insist that a joke I made was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, it's very upsetting that they never released the soundtrack and that I have to have a pirated version with an error in the yeah. main town's song. And every other version that you like find on YouTube or anything also has that problem. So it's it's like That's the, really strange. Yeah, it's I mean like the it's all just like people using the same like files. Like one person mm-hmm. ripped it from the game and everybody who's posting it on YouTube is just using that same original file. It's very irritating. I would love to give them money. I don't like pirating soundtracks, but I will do it for Zelda because I want the fucking music. Do you know, is it a remake of the original game soundtrack or is it a completely new? Uh Oh, the, the tunes are all the same, I believe. Gotcha. That's right. Really I haven't, cool. I haven't compared them, but I know like the main town's theme is the same. Gotcha. Um, obviously just the with of the modern instruments. Just with better instrumentation and recording yeah. instead of like chip tune. I think a lot of it might actually be MIDI, but like MIDI nowadays is getting so fucking good right. that like you can get away with you can get away yeah. with stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway, your number four. My number four is Wind Waker, Hero of the Winds. Yeah, I um. I don't know. It's such a beautiful world. I love the cell shading art without it. I, re- I remember being turned off by it as a kid. Cause it's like, this looks like a fucking kid game when I was a kid. And like now as a doll, it's like, no, this is like a beautiful piece of art. It's like the same feeling. Like I feel the same way playing wind waker as I do like watching a Miyazaki film. Like yeah. it's just yeah. kind of simple art style but so undeniably beautiful and rich, even on the GameCube's graphics. And I think I think it worked even better for the GameCube's graphics than trying to make it super realistic looking. Absolutely. Um, there's, just, there's a lot to be said for style over fidelity. Yeah. Like, I can't think of anything within that realm. Maybe Grand Theft Auto 3 was out at that time, but, like, it just felt that world just felt fucking huge. Like just getting on a boat and sailing around and looking for shit, but still having random encounters out yeah. on the ocean, just wonderful story, super interesting take on the Zelda world. I, 
knock out of the park game. Like yeah. in anything in this list, like it's comparing 10 out of 10 games to 10 out of 10 games for me. A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just which ones make my <laughs> belly flutter a little bit more. Right. Right. My number four is a link to the past. Um, the grandfather of all Zelda games. Yeah. The two before it can go fucking take a hike. Um, it's just like, it's just so fucking solid. Um, there's not much to be said about it that hasn't already been said. Did you mostly play it um, on the advance, the Game Boy Advance? Yes. Re-release? I, yeah, I only played it on the Game Boy Advance. And I don't know if, if it does it in the original. I would assume it does. But uh, the Game Boy Advance one at least tracks the number of times you died. I don't remember that or not. And that's it wasn't a fun number to see. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like in the credits, it's just like you died this many times. It's like fuck you, piece of shit. Yeah, a link to the past isn't one of my favorites necessarily, but I also didn't play it until a little like two years ago for the first time. Really? Because I I got the um that Super Nintendo Classic, and it was on there, so it was really fun because my intro to playing that game was with the legitimate super nintendo controller remake like it that's a cool fucking game it's uh it's great and it's like at this point not much of it like stands out because so much of it has been copied yeah um but it's it's just solid yeah so yeah all right Uh, my number number three? three yeah my number three is ocarina of time um, I understand why so many people list it as the best Zelda game. Um, I disagree, but I've played it through so many times at this point in my life. I still remember. So I mentioned when we were talking about it that my brother had it when he moved out, he took it with him and I didn't get another copy of it until seventh grade, maybe. And I remember just that was one of the best fucking days of my childhood was like leaving the mall like having purchased Ocarina of Time. Um, that game, I've played it through so many times at this point, and it's it's truly like just wrapping up in a warm blanket. Mm-hmm. It's, as far as video games go, it's up there on just like the biggest true wave of nostalgia that I can possibly just get that put directly into my veins <laughs> when I play that game. Yeah, and the nostalgia portion is something that I can't really relate to on that exact yeah. game. Um, so it suffers on on my list because of that. Yeah. Where where's that out um, on yours? It is number seven. It did not make the top five. What's your six? Six is Twilight Princess. God, you fucker. I know, I'm sorry. No, my my opinion is very different from that of most people's. <laughs> well, mine is also biased by like how much I I had and and played the ones that I which are in my I, top five. Ultimately, um, I feel like is how the Zelda franchise works. You like the ones that you had because they're all good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except for Skyward Sword. Um, number three is Minish Cap. I already gave pretty much my whole spiel on this. It's just fucking fun. Yeah. It's, it's you're not going to like become the world's best video game player by playing it. But what you are going to do 
is have some goddamn fun. There's something about a Game Boy Advance <laughs> game where you just have a big old smile on your face the whole time you're like, yeah, that's just so fucking and, fun. And like the art style is cute. Um, what the fuck is the name of the hat? I can't remember. Oh, I don't remember offhand. But he's funny. Doesn't matter. He's funny. Yeah. Miniature cute. Um, gameplay's fun. The little the claw things are fun. Yeah. It's all just fun. Anyway, it's fun. Your number two. My number two is I bet you can guess it um shoot uh I've lost track of stuff um, my number two is Breath of the Wild <laughs> okay wait what's your okay never mind all right I've said it like five times already on this show what your number one is yeah uh, oh, Breath of yeah, the Wild yeah, yeah. Breath yeah. of I got the it. Wild I got it. Breath of the Wild <laughs> fucking rules um it's the reason I wanted to switch for so long and it was 100% worth the wait by the time I got my hands on it. Like never fucking beat it. I don't feel any sort of lack of accomplishment from not doing it because the, all the hours I've dumped into it have just been truly so enjoyable. I so good. Beating it is not important. Yeah. Once you get the DLC, you'll kind of want to be it. But honestly, I would say don't beat it until you do have the DLC and then you can just go through it back again with the DLC stuff. And um, yeah. You, you'd say restart my game when I get the DLC and no. just do the game again? No, you don't need to. You don't need to restart your game when you get the DLC for Breath of the Wild. Gotcha. It does very little for the beginning. Um, okay. It's all it's it's DLC. That is meant for having beaten the game. Okay. Um, because one of them, uh, there's the trial of the sword, which you can do at any point after you get the master sword. Um, but then the the rest of the meat of it is rebattling the uh, divine beasts. Gotcha. I'm having massive deja vu. I feel like we've had this exact conversation on this podcast before. Uh, I've at least told Kenny this in our group me. Yeah, this <laughs> this is fucking with me. What's your number um, two, baby girl? My number two is Majora's Mask. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've covered everything that needs to be covered on my opinion of it. Nostalgia, uh, baby. Nostalgia, but I do think the storytelling is uh, unbeaten throughout the rest of the Zelda franchise and lots of video games. I mean, there are for sure video games out there that tell stories better. Um, but like you can't turn into a, a fish thing and then like a rock monster in those yeah. video games. So fuck them. Uh, or you can turn into a fish thing and a rock monster in this. Um, so <laughs> that's uh, a glowing review. <laughs> you were number one, my fucking Twilight Princess. Yeah, I just God the the anticipation of that game, the execution of it. It was one of the first like truly dark games that I ever played through as a kid. It's tedious, mostly just when you have to collect the fucking teardrops when you're the wolf. But boy, once you get once you get through that third temple and that game opens up to you, that 
it's a fucking masterpiece in my opinion. The Ganon fight is so fun. I yeah, I I have seen the Ganon fight in full. And it it's great. fucking rocks. It's, it's great. fucking it's an awesome awesome boss battle. Certainly beats um, the hell out of the Ganon fight in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I don't know about it. It's but like so, it's so bad. The Gerudo <laughs> the Gerudo Desert Temple, the Ice Temple, even the water temple that's the third temple like i think it's among because for me the zelda game it comes down to the temples i think it has the best fucking temples of any zelda game every single one is so unique so fun makes a good use of the tools and interesting puzzle ways difficult but not fucking nut crushing i i fucking love twilight princess so much i I keep meaning I I emulate Twilight Princess. Yeah. Um I don't know how how many of the listeners know that I can't remember if I've said it on the podcast. And uh, but you I, own you own the game. You usually yes. only emulate things that you've bought physically. I physically I physically own the game. Um I unfortunately am not running my own BIOS because that is not a thing that you can do with Dolphin emulator. But I do own a GameCube and a uh, Wii U. But the like emulating is like a hobby where you like fuck with shit, and then like sometimes you play a video game, but you're mostly just fucking with the thing. Yeah. And so like that has recently gotten in my way of actually playing the game because I have a twenty-one by nine monitor. I am playing the GameCube version of the game which is only in four by three. Right. And so I keep fucking with it to try to get it to play at 21 by nine. And it often does not like that. And I should just resign myself to going with 16 by nine and having black bars and it would run fine. Or just play um, it on the GameCube. No, but I'm like, I'm already fucking like 15 hours in. Yeah. You have the Wii U remaster as well. No, I do not have the Wii U remaster. Okay. I gotcha. Um, yeah that that game i think at this point it would be worth restarting on a different system if it's been long enough for it that like dude i would get home from school every day and i just spend the whole day thinking about it like former i guess still technically a host of the show but he doesn't really do anymore um brian was like that is the foundation of his and i's friendship was twilight princess and i yeah. have such good feelings wrapped around the games because of the friendship I started with him because we were on the same basketball team when I was in the seventh grade and he was in the eighth grade and we both did not want to be on that basketball team. <laughs> so during practice, we would just like fuck off and sit to the side and talk about where we were at in Twilight Princess. Man, Doing that, that fucking mul- amazing. multiple times a week for like three or four months. Man. Like I, I made friendships because of that game. It's what solidified why I like the series and just mix of being a good game and nostalgia. Yeah. It, would, oh, it objectively is a good game. And 10 out of I'm, 10 from game Informer, I'm game of the year, baby. Sad. It did not make my top five, but yeah. Um, I mean like wind waker was number eight. on my, There's just, there are a lot of very good entries um, into the franchise. Um, but my Your number, number one, one Breath of the Wild. He's <laughs> a Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. 2017 released on Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Wii U. Uh, 
It's just so good. It's wild that a game that was developed for the Wii U is so good on the Switch and basically only played by people on the Switch. Yeah. And it, I mean, it also is wild because the Wii U and the Switch did not run the same kind of CPUs. The really? Wii U is PowerPC and the Switch is ARM. And uh, but they are both risk architecture, <laughs> but uh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, Breath. God, Breath of Wild's good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I'm probably gonna after we end this call. I'm probably gonna go play some before I go to bed. I'm kind of thinking the same thing, but I also I haven't turned it on in months. But I I just want to boot it up and go run and chase some stuff down. Yeah, because I planned poorly, I still haven't had dinner. Um, for the listeners, it is 9.06 now. Um, last night, I told Stephen that when our failed recording session, which just turned into he and I talking for a while, that I was going to go get Arby's. I did not get Arby's. So I went I and got tonight. Arby's. Did you? Yeah. Did, what, did you do the two for six with a beef and cheddar and a gyro? No, I just got I just got a beef and cheddar and a curly fry, medium curly fry. You didn't try the potato cakes like I suggested? No, because I just wanted beef and cheddar and a curly fry. Curly fries are great. Potato cakes are very underrated and a really nice Look, potato I preparation. Wanted, I just wanted what I knew, okay? Yeah. Yeah, which is uh, which is why Majora's Mask is number two on your list. Yeah. I mean, it, it is out of like all of these games, it is the last one that I would... Uh, plug in to just like walk around and do stuff yeah. because it makes just seeing the moon on the bottom of the screen move makes me anxious. Yeah, I hate it. But there is so much that I objectively love about the game. Yeah. So my list was minute that's so so Breath of the Wild and Minish Cap were the only two that you also had in your top five. Yeah, yeah. We're different people. We are different people. We live different lives. Yeah. All right. Well, you got any other shit to say about this? Um, what if Zelda was a grill? If it was a grill? Have you never seen that? No. That's you know, because everybody's like, "What if Zelda was a girl?" No. Never mind. Did you say girl or did you say grill? I said grill. Okay. Was that your own little artistic rendition on that joke? No, there's plenty of there's plenty it's of a thing. To make that joke. Yeah. It's good a, joke. It's a, it's a thing. It's about as good as your fucking jokes this episode. My Adam Sandler one was really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um And Dead Last is Skyward Sword. It's been a good time <laughs> hanging with you. <ya. laughs> Am I supposed to like tell the listener that you put a towel on your shoulder? Yeah, I did it again. <laughs> I learned a little thing about life this episode, and I'm more human for it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you for listening to uh, a link to the past cast. We're sorry that uh, we're not talking about Pokemon. Uh, we'll be back. I'm, sh- in, I'm like, sure two not weeks. sorry. I'm sure not sorry we weren't talking about Pokemon. Look, right now is not a great time for the Pokemon franchise. I mean, like the worst update in Pogo just went out in like possibly its entire lifespan. 
Yeah. Um, fuck Mega Evolution and Pogo. Remember uh, when they acted like there was like, going to be a big Pokemon announcement and it was that Pokemon Cafe mix and a League uh, of Legends clone? Yeah, a League of Legends clone instead of a Diablo clone, which would have been great. Chicken or, you know, fuckers. a remake of Gen 4. Yeah, which is what literally everybody thought it would be. Which would have been fucking awesome. But nope, they partnered with uh, Tencent, um, the bane of the video game industry, and uh, cloned a game that's out of fashion. Yeah, I say this friend to friend. I don't want to talk about Pokemon anymore. <laughs> hey, we'll find some. We'll find some happy stuff. We need to watch a movie or something. We do. I just this not ruined Pokemon for me, but like I need a fucking break. <laughs> well, the Pokemon industry is not helping itself one bit. No, it's not. <laughs> I like remember how excited we were for Sword and Shield, right? Fuck, anyway, man. one of the things that I I was gonna and we managed to Fuck. do good. One of my rules was we were gonna be positive this episode. So I'm saying you're being negative. I'll be good. We gotta nip that shit. I'll be good. All right, <laughs> All right guys, this is Park at Markster signing off. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Pocket Monster Radio. Today's episode was recorded and edited at Woodchuck Studios in Cincinnati, Ohio. The theme song for today's episode is Pokemon Theme Remix by Tony Lays, originally composed by Junaki Masuda. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Looks like Pocket Monster Radio is blasting off again. <laughs>